The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friends, I am Vivi McPeak, and this is Hempresent. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic, email me at hempresent@gmail.com. Greg Slaval co-founded Hemp Technologies in Asheville, North Carolina, to build healthy, breathable, energy-saving homes with hemp, lime, and other non-VOC or non-volatile organic compound materials. After a long career in the construction industry, Greg is actively involved in efforts to reduce, recycle, and reuse construction site materials. He's joined us today to tell us more. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Hey, nice to be here. Greg, as you know, our planet is warming, causing significant global threats to humanity and wildlife. You have been in the construction industry for some time, and on your LinkedIn bio, it says, quote, after building for so many years to excess, I'm now proactively involved in learning to reduce, recycle, and reuse site materials combined with renewable carbohydrate-based technologies to help reduce our carbon footprint and give back to the planet. What are some of the ways that building and infrastructure construction contribute to climate change? Well, there are so many construction materials that are um, thrown away each and every day from taking, ripping out old stuff and putting in new stuff or replacing what's perfectly good, actually, uh, with new building materials or new, you know, if someone wants to change a wall or redo the kitchen or whatever, it's more aesthetic than anything else. And it, but it does create a lot of waste. Uh, and it used to drive me to distraction, building, ripping out, remodeling and building new stuff um, for people when I was building regular houses in LA. But with, with the hemp and straw bale and these other eco-friendly materials, they'll last forever. You know, they'll last such a long time. And hemp is one of them that is actually a carbon sink. Um, and I'm sure you're going to ask me the question about, the, you know, carbon capture and so forth. But that's, a, uh, nobody sort of puts much attention to it. But it's huge in this day and age of, of, of global warming and everything else that, that we're faced with to live in a comfortable um, air, indoor air quality environment naturally uh, is, is, is paying dividends anecdotally for, you know, for so many people now with reducing their medical and healthcare costs because they are breathing such good quality air in, in a place that they, you know, inside their homes where they spend a majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to unpack there, you know, and first of all, our, 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 our kind of business model is that you take a perfectly good uh, d domicile and you tear it down and replace <laughs> it with a different one, right? Add infinitum uh -huh. over and over and over. Um, so, you know, there, there, there's that. And I've, I've heard about a lot of, of new uh, construction gassing off because of the amount of plastics and, 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 and other stuff that's, that's in there. 
Um, but moving on, a, a response to climate change is driving significant changes in construction material and composition and manufacturing, like, like you were mentioning. Still, concrete is one of the most frequently used building materials. It's, it's usage worldwide, ton for ton, is reported to be twice that of steel, wood, plastic, and aluminum combined. Uh, 50 billion tons of sand and gravel are extracted from riverbeds and sand dunes annually for, its, for construction. Uh, a biocomposite material that you work with called hempcrete is more environmentally sustainable and, and a safer alternative to conventional concrete, uh, which of course can be gypsum or asphalt based. Can you tell us more about hempcrete? Why is hempcrete an exciting building material? Well, it's really exciting, Vivian, because first of all, while it's growing for 100 days in the, in the field, it's absorbing uh, CO2, right, compared to, and it'll, it'll, it'll actually absorb, you know, twice as much or four, up to four times as much uh, CO2 as, an, as the same acre of trees over its growing period of only 90 to 100 days compared to 10, 15, 20 years um, of pine trees, for example. Um, and then on top of that, when we, when we make, the, make the hempcrete, we're mixing it with lime. Um, and lime itself uh, will absorb, continue to absorb up to 25, 30% of its own wet weight um, over the next 10, 15 years. So for example, an average size home is going to take, um, you know, let's say five, in round numbers, five tons of, of hemp. And it's going to have the equivalent of about 10 tons of, uh, of lime binder to hold it all together that um five tons of hemp has has um has sequestered co2 out of the field while it's growing and now that lime that 10 ton, metric tons of lime is going to pull in another three tons um over the next 10 years of co2 while it cures and gets harder and harder and eventually turns itself into a rock <laughs> it's pretty amazing really and, and from what I understand, it's not toxic, so you don't need to use protection to, to work Absol with it? Absolutely not. Um, you know, it's, um, it's all natural material, totally natural. And the hemp itself is very, what we call hygroscopic. That means that it's, it has the ability to absorb moisture and pass it through. So, it's, so we call hempcrete vapor permeable which means it'll, there's always a certain amount of relative humidity in the, in the air. And it's like, it's like a lung of your, of your house and the, wall, the walls made from hemp are going to keep absorbing um, not only CO2 and getting harder, but they're going to keep absorbing and pushing through moisture. So it's like, a, as I said, it's like a lung. It's like the skin we have on, around our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's vapor permeable. <laughs> and, and it's fire resistant, right? And the lime makes it, it's not actually, it, it's kind of a misnomer. It's not really, it, it's it, fire resistant probably is a better word. It's, it's a fire retardant uh -huh. the reason. I mean, if you just put a blowtorch to um, to a pile of hemp herb that we're using to, to build the hempcrete with, it'll go up just like any other cellulosic material. But if you wrap it and case it with lime, the lime is always holding a little bit of moisture. So that's actually sweating as it gets hot. So that's why it retards the, you know, it, it retards the forward movement of any of any uh, fire. Got it. Got it. Um, Greg, a lot has changed for industrial hemp since you were last on uh, in 2020. How affordable is hempcrete today compared to conventional concrete in terms of the cost of materials? And is there any other reason that architects and builders might resist transitioning to hempcrete? Um, it's really it's 
it, as yet, it's still not really mainstream. Um, there are moves afoot to, you know, to quell all the um, all the pessimism, you know, in the building and safety codes and so forth. But having said that, all the building and safety and councils around the world all have grandfather clauses for building with alternative materials. Um, and that's been the way since since man was building mud huts, right back in you know back in the day. So it's it's really um, a matter of education first, and that's what we found everywhere we built you know built something, and we've been involved in over four hundred projects now in all these years around the globe. Um, and it's always been education, totally education based, and more and more people are coming to understand it. And more and more people are getting hit to you know, using alternative natural materials uh, for building. Now, when it comes to pricing, yes, at this stage, we're still you know, around 10% more expensive than traditional construction. But the savings, the actual hard dollar cost savings actually start from day one once you open the door to your new house. Um, <clears throat> because you've, you know, you've reduced the amount of heating and cooling or mechanical heating and cooling um, uh, equipment that you need, um, and as I said, you know, we've seen anecdotally, uh, you know, up to sixty percent reduction in healthcare costs uh, for a family living in a hemp house. Wow, I, I want to get dive in a little bit more than that. Uh, we got about two minutes to the break. Um, I understand that when conventional uh, concrete is taken down, all right, uh, demolished. It releases uh, toxic uh, yes. dust, mm -hmm. and 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 is there a carbon impact of that as well? There's not a carbon impact, but it does reduce. It's a fine silicate particulate that, that gets released into the into the air. Um, but there is no there, there's no off gassing uh, from the cement per mm -hmm. se, but it has used carbon to make it because of the because of the high heat necessary to to take basically limestone and crystallize it. So if you can imagine the DNA of, of limestone looks like a starburst. So that's why it's uh, homogenous and will, and will um, self-heal. Whereas if you, if you burn that limestone, you know, to 3000 degrees, you're gonna turn it into a fissure, like a straight line. That's why you need to have expansion joints in your, in your cement stucco on the exterior of your house, whereas with, with lime plaster, you don't need that. Fascinating. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with more questions for Greg Flavel. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose, we're coming right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're back on 100% with sustainable building expert, Greg Claveau. Uh, Greg, you're back. You're on the show in 2020. Um, we, we talked about, you know, uh, hempcrete. Uh, have there been any other exciting developments in renewable climate-friendly construction materials or methods since that time? What's, what's, what's happening these days that's exciting you? Um, I think the movements for lumber and plastics are um, steadily increasing. A friend of mine, Greg Wilson, who would be also another good person for you to interview here, um, just that's a company called Hempwood. Have you heard of them? He, he was, I had him on maybe two or three guests ago. <laughs> there you go. See, great minds think alike. I'm, I'm trying to cover the bases, Greg. Yeah. So he's, I mean, we're going to be, we've got uh, three different um accessory dwelling unit plans in with city of medford right now for pre-approval and hemp being um an optional extra we're also going to be specking out with greg's hemp wood flooring um and uh, and using you know we, we can do i've made furniture with his with his hemp wood um we've uh, it's very dense lumber of course so it's pretty heavy and, and not cost effective to be using it for for studs or anything like that but uh, we're getting there. He's 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 moving forward at a fast rate of knots, which is great. And he's using you know basically the parts of the plant that other people are throwing away, or would throw away. So there's that. There's the plastics where we've been involved in plastics now for about oh, two and a half three years, um, and we're just we've just we're just about to receive actually a an injection molder, and we've got the um, the hemp. In injection molding pellets coming from um, from another farm, another partner of ours across the country, to be making hemp um, home compostable cutlery. And nice, straw, nice, right? So all of these things. I mean, we're using pretty much from the roots to the flowering heads of the plant. We're using it all, <laughs> and it's a you know it's a three to four month um, you know project every year. And in some parts of the some parts of the world, you can grow up twice or three times a year. How about the supply of hemp uh, in processing facilities and all that kind of stuff? If 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 tomorrow uh, mainstream construction uh, entities decided they wanted to use, you know, for example, make make everything out of hempcrete, there'd be a supply problem, right? There would be a supply issue for sure. There, we do have um, a lot of hemp um straw stalks that are about three to four feet long that we get out of that we're getting out of um canada where they grow for oil up there and um you know we're processing those into you know into some building materials and also into plastics um talk about is it biodegradable hemp plastic is that a thing yet is, yes is yes that's what i'm saying we've been doing it for two or three years now oh just over two years physically with the uh, with our cutlery and our straws. But we have two types of biodegradable items. We have home compostable and we have um, industrial compostable. Industrial compostable means you're putting, when you put it into a landfill, it's going to take, you know, after a couple of years, it starts breaking down. Whereas home compostable, you know, within six to eight months, you put it in your backyard compost heap and it's gone, disappeared. The difference between the two is that we can't use the home compostable for packaging product, right? So instead, we're looking at doing um, some um, some of our pill bottles um, and product packaging 
uh, out of um, industrial compostable because the home compostable will break down too quickly. So there's a, re there's, a there's room for both, but it, it, bottom line is we're using all of the plant, <laughs> which is great. Right, right. Yes. And it's an annually renewable crop. You know, everything is political, uh, especially these days. Um, I imagine that conventional supply, conventional industry must be threatened by these materials. I mean, was there like a pushback? Is there an awareness that we need to change? Uh, what's the dynamics there as far as, you know, the, the, the obstacles to, uh, because, you know, it's, it's great if, if, if some companies are using, you know, sustainable products, but if it's not a, a comprehensive transition at some point, uh, it's not going to make enough difference. Uh, it, what, how would you characterize the status of all of that? Again, it's more about um, supply and, and education. And with education comes, you know, increased demand, which creates uh, increased supply as a vacuum. And that reduces, you know, when you start scaling up, you start reducing your costs. Um, and, that's, and that's the language that's, that, that's the language that's going to have an impact, right? I believe so. Yes, it's the scale up that's that's the issue right now. You know, we sell you know a combo set of knife, spoon, and fork um, that's home compostable, but it's you know it's two cents more than the equivalent that you can get at Costco or any other supermarket in, made out of regular petroleum plastic. Um, and it's so it's it's got, it's got to be scaled to then become more competitive. Um, but we, having said that, Vivian, sorry to interrupt. But having no, said that, please. there is a lot of demand worldwide from some very large companies that have been knocking on our doors looking for supply, but we haven't been able to supply as yet based on the logistics of bringing all that raw material that we need for X amount, like every every combo of, of knife, spoon and fork has, you know, seven grams of hemp in it. Well, you multiply that out, it was 454 grams in a, in a, in a, in a pound how many pounds of hemp do we need to, to you know, to make a million uh, pieces of cutlery? It's that sort of numbers that we're still, still trying to kind of figure out. <laughs> we're doing it. It's very much, you know, small, small numbers at the moment. But you know, we, we keep plugging away, keep doing it because we enjoy it and we're passionate about it. Nice, nice. Um, as we all know, you know, anything that you can keep out of a landfill, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or, or produce with, with less uh, carbon footprint, uh, the, the better. Um, I know there's organizations like the uh, Hemp Industries Association and stuff, but how much, you, you keep talking about education, who's, who's working on educating these people? Is, are there efforts to, to you know, uh, increase awareness among the, the more you know, mainstream conventional? Uh, uh, not enough. I mean, you've got a certain um, group of people, you know, various people around around the country who are lobbying and and going to events and talking and, and so forth. But it's not enough to make an impactful difference. I don't believe. I've been, you know, I'll stand on my soapbox any any chance I get, and away I go for, for for a few hours if people are prepared to listen. But it's like, give me the elevator pitch. What's it going to cost me? What am I going to get back? <laughs> it's that sort of. You know, that's the that's the ADD society we live in today. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, yeah. I know it's the bottom line, right? Is, yeah. is this, is this going to save me money, you know, is really what it comes down to. And until yeah. there's that argument, it's not going to change. Uh, Correct. I, I mean, it's 
it's mind blowing. It's surreal that how about a future for your great grandchildren, right? Well, <laughs> how about save humanity? About, yeah, you know? I'm dealing with that on a daily basis. <laughs> Thinking, you know, I mean, I, it's just it's a tough world that we're living in, and it's you know we've got inflation now. We've had COVID problems. We've had people getting paid not to work, and I mean, there's a whole raft of, of issues. You know, the government keeps printing money and expecting there not to be any blowback. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that, that we're competing against um, and people are distracted by, you know, moment to moment every day. And, and unfortunately, it's a short, short-term, uh, uh, the short-term ROI that they're looking at because the long-term climate change is going to completely destabilize society and it's going to cost, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be so goddamn expensive. Everything's going to be astronomically challenging, right? Uh-huh. And you think that that would gain some traction, but That's there's right. a lack of vision, right? Yeah, I know. That's the. Uh, it's it's it really it, it it all starts Vivian with people like yourself helping to educate other people who are willing to listen. Got to hem present, man. Um, and, spe- and, and, and speaking of which, uh, we're going to take another quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll come back for actually what I think is the best questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. And we're back again with Greg Fabal. Um, Greg, I, I, I've enjoyed our, our last conversation so much. And the thing that I think I, I got the most, uh, that I was most surprised and interested in, uh, you're a proponent of the building practice of future proofing or aging in place. Uh, oh, passive, yes. passive income homes yes. uh, you know the boomer generation i'm one of them uh we're aging out man uh and there's a lot of us uh, can you unpack what all that is um why is it and why is it important unpacking is a great more descriptive word for that actually <laughs> um so we a few years back when we were down in san diego i, I devised what i call the boomerang income plan and i call it a boomerang because boomerangs come back even though i'm a kiwi it's an aussie you know it's an aussie tool um, but I call it that because I'm a baby boomer too, right? I just turned 64 this last month. And I'm like, man, oh man, you know, we, we, we've grown the children, we put them through school, we've educated them. And now, you know, they've gone off on their own, but they can't afford to come back into, in, you know, they can't afford to buy a house, for example, right? Whereas we've got all this equity tied up after a 30 year mortgage in the house, we could easily tap into Two or three hundred thousand dollars of that, and or whatever you know, relatively speaking, and build an ADU, and we can we can build an ADA compliant, uh, universal design aging in place type of place for me and me and the missus. Um, and um, and what then is aging we, in place. Aging in place means that we don't have to leave home and go to a nursing facility. So and. So what I'll just to expand upon that is that we can bring the kids home, they can live in the big house, and grandparents have moved into the ADA compliant aging in place place that we're that we're actually in the process of getting pre pre um, pre approvals from uh, Medford up to twelve hundred square feet um, dwelling size, which which basically and a three bedroom you can put three bedroom two bath and comfortably in twelve hundred square feet. Some jurisdictions are only 800, but that's a two-bedroom, comfortable two-bedroom place, right? Um, and then, you know, we've got built-in caregivers being, we can aid, we can stay at home rather than getting old and feeble and going to the, to the rest home. But we're also built-in uh, uh, grandparents yes. 
for the for the kids and the grandchildren, right? And, and so what is what, what's was, different? What's structurally different in an aging for place aging in place uh, domicile? Well, um, if you look on our on our website, actually, there is a section I did on universal design and aging in place, and that is that instead of getting to a point where we get we've got to we've got to get additional help to look after us, we we so we we look at going to a nursing home or you know, a retirement village or something like that. Every day in America, more than 10,000 people are turning 65 and, and getting starting to collect their social security and, and retirement benefits. Um, and if you look at the statistics and they're increasing all the time, you know, more than 80% of us want to stay in our home as long as we possibly can. That is aging in place. So future-proofing and the universal design and all these little, you know, um, nouns, verbs, verbs and nouns are thrown out, but um, we can we can change out our 32-inch bathroom door for a 36-inch door, for example, so that the wheelchair can go through. Um, putting grab bars around around the uh, the lavatory, um, putting changing out the knobs and the doors to to lever to lever handles. You know, it helps people that have got arthritis, right? Um, Greg, Greg, we're running out of time. I want to make it one thing in to make sure because I want to get to this. You mentioned the last time about the alkalinized air coming from hempcrete. Yes, uh, alkaline alkali lifespans. Yes, it's an alkaline living in an alkaline air environment um, above seven percent, above seven pH. Well, lime actually is eight is over eight pH. So it's an alkaline air that we're breathing inside our homes. So yes, alkalinity is better for us health-wise. Acidity breeds um, problems. Alkalinity helps with problems. Uh, this is all just fascinating stuff. Uh, Greg, how can people, uh, we gotta go, how can people follow your work? Um, well, hemptechglobal.com is our website. Um, there's a lot of information there as you've, as you've commented on before Vivian. Um, it's sort of evolved over many, many years. Um, and just contact us through there. Easy, easy. Greg, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I just, I applaud your work. Hey, thank you, Vivian. Thanks again. My pleasure. That's it for this episode of Hemp Present. When it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. The Hemp Present intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand. And the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Stickerbush. Stay strong. See you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.